You're listening to the best of ITW, brought to you by PopGuide and WikiLeaf. The new and deadly menace lurking behind closed doors. Marijuana, the burning weed with its roots in hell. On this episode, ITW welcomes part two with actor, comedian, advocate, and icon, Tommy Chong. How long did you guys actually sit in the conversation? Because like to have a two parter, yeah, to have a two parter for us, like that's hard because you spend so much time breaking things down into an episode. Yeah, I can't believe he stayed that long. And he like he would have stayed longer. Yeah, like it was like it was it was kind of like I can remember at the end being like, "Are we just holding this dude up, or does he genuinely want to? You know what? And at the end, we were like, "I think we could have kept going." I think he was stoked because I mean, I was genuinely. Super interested in hearing about his Motown days mm-hmm. as a signed Motown musician, you know, mm-hmm. and like uh, I, but all of us, I mean, both yeah. of us, we deeply wanted, genuinely wanted to know. I didn't know about Ed, about. I didn't know about any of that. That was all. Like I knew he was really a musician, and I knew he played in a like a, a bit, but I didn't know that he toured with Diana Ross. Yeah. That was all. I was like, what the? Fuck? Getting your mind blown, right? Yeah. And and yeah. I really wanted to talk to him about that stuff. So it was cool. And I, even though I do nerd and and fanboy out, like I got to talk to him. Yeah, really, like yeah, it, it was cool. We broke down. I felt yeah. like we all really broke down that day. And and yeah. uh, he really makes you feel like I don't know. He just you could tell he genuinely was having a good time and cared to talk to us. Yeah, it was and, cool. and if you'd ever needed you know? proof yeah. that vibe existed, yeah, yeah. It would be Tommy Chong because it's just like that. And that's why he came like the weed crisis. Like, oh, everything's going to be all right. Yeah, absolutely. And he's just thoughtful the way he talks about his wife, the way he talks about his family, the way he talks about uh, his relationship with Chong, which he got into. Like he got into the fight even. Like we got into fucking everything with this dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like he didn't didn't shy away from any question. He he never seemed like – because even some guests that are genuinely interested in being there, like – have so much on their minds, dude. They got a yeah. lot of other going on, other important things. Yeah. And I can see when they start to get maybe fidgety or like they feel like they have to go and yeah. they want to wrap things up, but he just didn't feel like that at all. He was no. totally tuned in the whole time. And asking like, questions back and forth and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, he was asking us like, yeah. how do you guys feel about you know, like <laughs> yeah. music stuff and all that? Well, I guess, uh, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, Whoa, it's really neat. I, I, I wish... I, We'll, we'll, we'll find you and Chong will cross paths someday. I promise you. That. Oh, so we'll get there. No doubt. It's dude. such a shame that you weren't there because that dude. was a that was a big one for all of us. And uh, you guys would. I always gross. see him at trade shows and just like hide off in the corner and then <laughs> yeah. and then think about it. Like I've seen yeah. him post. I've seen yeah. him post the interview and yeah. I'm like. Uh, sort of hide oh, off I actually got to do Cheech also at the beginning of the pandemic on a, oh, was on yeah, a thing that was pretty right. neat. So it's nice, nice and neat that I got to. It wasn't nearly as involved as that. It was like maybe 20, 30 minutes. But. Cheech has a museum uh, that he opened in Riverside where the Voodoo Glow Skulls are from. Cool. And uh, he's got a really, really famous uh, Latino art collection. And uh, he opened up a museum and uh, I think I don't know. Both those guys, Cheech and Chong, are both wild. They've given so much to just art. Yeah, I'd like that lives. for our next trip. Is maybe because it's a culture that I'm not familiar with, like yeah. especially living oh, in yeah. Venice and stuff like that. Oh, but yeah. the past couple of days talking with F as we got, I'm like, there's so much that I think we've missed on the cultural side in like sure. East LA. Sure. Yeah, uh, like, towns like take you Downey. Guys everywhere. Like yeah. we'll have. <laughs> a trip where we were. I yeah. can show you the world. <laughs> exactly. Shining, shimmering, splendid. <laughs> Tell me, Ben and Bubs. Now, when did you last let your heart decide? A whole new world. A whole new world. <laughs> a new fantastic point of view. No one to tell us no, or where to go, or say we're only dreaming. Now, you do it. <laughs> that was that I'm just I'm gonna, I'm gonna go as far as to say that was gorgeous. A bitch is a female no. dog. But <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I heard you called me a bitch. Um I can't wait to do that later. I would like to have a couple days or a day where yeah. you guys come out to California, we just grab you, throw you in the car with a 
camera or something, put some GoPros on it, and let me drive you around LA and show you shit. We gotta rent we'll a really good car. Get up in the morning, car. yeah, and I'll just take you around to spots. Yeah, like, I would love yo, that. This is where they film this and fucking East LA. This is the best part of this beach for this. This is the fucking spot where blah blah. I would love to do that with you guys. Wow. That'd be fun. When did you first get into Cheech and Chung? Like, when did you, like, was it the, because I remember you saying it was the, the record. the Dr. Demento radio show was where okay. I first heard him. Yeah, 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 when I was a kid. And uh, I uh, recorded it. He played, That's right. he played a Cheech and Chong album on there, and I remember recording it on a blank tape off of. Did you swap that around like with all the radio. homies and shit like that? No, I just had it, I remember. Oh, wow. I would just listen to it. I was really young, dude. Yeah. Like, I was really young, and I just would listen to it and. Like I remember thinking, like, "Ooh, this is so nasty." You know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Rad, dude. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, dude. I, so I, I have a lot of great memories associated with Cheech and Chong yeah. in my head. I've been, I've been a uh, Cheech for Halloween. Have you? Oh yeah, absolutely. The red beanie, the suspenders. Nice. The, yeah, the whole thing. So, dude, my favorite Cheech is uh, Cheech in the movie Born in East LA. That little convertible VW bug he has, the pink one. Oh. Heart sick. <laughs> Love that movie. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a great experience, and uh, hopefully, we get to do that one again too, or do something with those guys. Oh, uh, wait, and just to go back, sorry. Yeah, no, but not to say that I advocate the era when Cheech and Chong weren't making movies together. Yeah. Oh no, I don't think it'd be like. But I, I just want to point out that it is a fine motion picture. Well, and and, and I bet you a lot of it, like. It, Cheech and Chong is so cartoonish. You know what I mean? He's yeah. born in East LA is a little bit more grounded, a little bit more. And so you probably yeah. recognize it, saw a bit more of your culture growing up in that movie. Itself. Oh, yeah, well, 100%. Yeah. 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 You know. No, I don't think it, like, trust yeah. <laughs> this guy's, don't try, I love Cheech and Chong together. <laughs> I'm freaking out. I think people are going to be all like, what the fuck's up with Ephraim, man? <laughs> he supported the yeah. fucking gap. Yeah. Break I up. didn't believe the first 10 minutes of the show where he said how much he loved both of them. Oh, <laughs> I forgot to tell you guys. Yeah. Speaking of Cheech and Chong. Okay. Um, a few months back, I went to this, uh, it's called Funk Fest, and it was this festival with all these classic funk bands and new funk bands. It was fucking awesome. And Cheech and Chong were the hosts all night. Like, oh, they came nice. out and announced every band and did stand-up. Nice. It was oh, fucking sick. awesome. So I nice. actually recently saw Cheech and Chong. It was cool. That is great. Yeah. They, um, we should probably give them a plug up in here in Canada. Tommy's got, uh, Tommy's Choice or Tommy. It's not Chong's Choice. It's Tommy's Stash or something like that. Yeah. Launching in Canada. Anyway, whatever the Canadian version is of Chong's Choice is in Canada. So maybe pick it up if you're a Canadian listener. Yeah, absolutely. Support the guy. Yeah, support them in everything they do. I think those guys yeah, are fantastic. He's a very nice guy. Very you know? nice guy. Very, yeah. That was awesome. There's a wild one. Hope you guys enjoy the ITW, best of ITW, uh, Tommy Chong. And then I showed him this. A bit that Sir Pineapple did, where you, where you wipe down a car so you can create a car, you know, just out of thin air. Right. And just by cleaning it off, cleaning out the windows, you know. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, you got a car, and then he opens the door, he gets in. He's in a lowrider, see. And so I showed him that bit, and then we, then I, I, I was the red freak, you know, the, hey red freak, want to ride, man? (laughs) 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 And and that was history. That was what forty some odd years ago. Wow. Yeah, and like you say, Dang. it's still, it's still. And you totally relevant. Yeah. yeah. It, you said um, at the so I had the pleasure of like uh, working on an event. You know, not with you, but we sponsored it. The company I was with at the time. Um, and you said at that event, it was a it was a thing at McMaster University in Hamilton, Ontario. That uh, off the first record, you guys probably wouldn't have had to work again. Perhaps. Yeah. 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 Like it did so well. You sold how was it thirty. Thirty million copies. I can't, oh, remember. I can't remember the number. It was, it was some fucking wild. Some crazy, crazy numbers. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Yeah. If uh, the thing is, you know, back in the day, you know, the record companies owned everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, that's the way it was. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it was the 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 movie Up in Smoke was the, the movie. If we had a had a decent share, there wouldn't have been any more movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Thank God, you know, we never, and that, thank God we're, we still have to work, you know. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because there's, you know, there's nothing like work. It's, mm-hmm. it's so much fun, mm-hmm. you know, especially, you know, I got my wife. Well, what happened when Cheech and I broke up, I was out there by myself. Mm-hmm. It was okay on stage, but off right. stage, oh, man, you know. 
I got a beautiful woman wandering around L.A. alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's not going to be long before she finds a friend. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so I said, you know, if this is going to work, I'm going to have to bring her with me. Yeah. And so she was acting at the time, and so I said, uh, how about if I put you in the show? She said, okay. And so she started up just inter- introducing me. Mm-hmm. And then start doing bits, and then start doing her own bit. And now, now she does twenty-five, thirty minutes wow. in front, and then uh, and then in between, Cheech and Chong. So oh, really? Yeah, yeah. She's a solid comedian now. She's so, that's so cool. She's so good that that, really cool. that I told her that you know she should start thinking about doing solo, you know, solo mm-hmm. work because she's 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 got the chops. Yeah, cool. Because that's all it takes, you know. You yeah. just got to do it enough times, you know. Yeah. yeah. And she's so beautiful, but and Cheech, Cheech, well, we're both now. We're both like glad we have something to do, mm-hmm. and and it's so relevant still. because mm-hmm. so many of our contemporaries are they're, they quit. Yeah. 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 No more. It's almost astonishing how relevant it is and how predictive it was. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It really is. A lot of stuff like that. Like, I mean, it's it's kind of sad about the state of today. Like, uh, and this is off topic again, but like Ice Cube's Predator album. Very like, predictive. You're like, you're like, holy shit, like this could be written fucking today. Like, yeah. Like, about the topics and stuff that he's thinking about. It's and it's kind of depressing in a lot of ways, but <laughs> we'll stay off of that shit. <laughs> well, Ice Cube's latest? No, no, his like uh, Ice Cube Predator. It, it came out. Oh, 19, oh. It came out in 1991. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but sorry, it, it's totally relevant today. It's still just much in a oh, sure, way. Sure, yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Well, that stuff Incredible. never stops, man. I mean, yeah. Yeah. that's that's part of the the, the learning process. Yeah, you know? right. Uh, that's all we're doing here, you know. I, I figured that one out. I got my own app, you know, Tommy Chong, and so I. I, I get get on there and I get high and then I I just ramble. <laughs> oh yeah, you have your own app right now. Yeah, yeah. I oh. just I just ramble and I I talk. I do maybe a half hour, maybe more. Depends what I feel like. Wow. Yeah. And and I and I, I get into all sorts of metaphysical stuff. Really? And, oh yeah. That's really? Cool. I gotta check that out. I will yeah. definitely check that out. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Because I just talk about, you know. How how I see things, you yeah. Know? And I've been see I've been schooled spiritually since I was a kid because you know, when you grow up in the country, there's no entertainment except church. That's that's your only place. You know, that's that's when everything happens. You know, that's your only reason to get dressed up. Yeah, is church. Other than that, you can wear the same raggedy ass clothes all week, but church. Got to get your finest. You got to. You're good, and then Sunday school was great because they just taught stories about love and you know and mm-hmm. being nice to people and you know the nice stories, yeah, yeah. kid stories. And yeah, that. and so that, that was the basis of my my, my first conscious memories, mm-hmm. and so that that set a, a, a moral thing for me. That I've always followed, and thing is, if you got a moral code, mm-hmm. you can enjoy life so much more. Mm-hmm. Because when you do slip over to the other side, <laughs> 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 it's not boring. It's very exciting because you know, whoa, you know that you are, you know. And if you don't have that moral code, you don't know when you're having fun. <laughs> no, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. You yeah, know, yeah, sure. you get bored. Yeah, you get bored. This is not fun. You mm-hmm. know, you know, you know, like schlepping some girl that you know that's all she does. That's not fun. No. <laughs> yeah. But nailing some Christian wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. No. Now, <laughs> now we're into, see, the meaning, you see, you yeah. see, you see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Because other than that, it has, it, it, decadence has no value unless you know the opposite. Right. See, and that's why there's so many pedophile priests. And so what, what, what the Catholic Church really did, they, they stole Jesus. 
you know. Yeah. And, and they didn't really steal the nice part of Jesus. They, <laughs> yeah. they stole the, the, the worst part of his life, you know. Yeah. Like they got pictures of him on a cross and the thorns, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that's not comfortable at all. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. And that's not the Jesus that, that I learned, you know, in, in Sunday school. Yeah. yeah why know? can't I see the stoked out Jesus? Yeah. He's not in pain. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, he's got him suffering. What about suffering. like kick back, yeah. chill, happy Jesus? It was his body that suffered, but right. he was cool. And when he said, I'm coming back, he, he didn't mean literally, you right. know. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, he, yeah. <laughs> spiritually. Yeah. Spiritually, because spiritually you are immortal. You, yeah. you, you can live forever because there's no physical uh, reason to disintegrate in a spiritual world. Mm-hmm. Spiritual world is pure energy, and, and there's been pure energy forever. There's never been a time when there wasn't energy, mm-hmm. and that's what the spiritual world is. The physical world, on the other hand, it's a school. It's where we come to learn this stuff. Mm-hmm. And you can't learn hunger unless you live mm-hmm. in a spiritual world where you need to eat. Mm-hmm. See, You need food, and then if you don't get food, then you're hungry. And so what will you do to make, to eat? Well, you have to do what you have to do, you know. And that's, and that's what we're here to learn. And what, what we're here to learn, and see, and I hate to be a spoiler alert because that's what I've been doing on my app a little bit, yeah. you know. So I, I got to back off a little bit because most, like my family, they don't listen to me. Because... <laughs> 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 I'm too crazy for them. <laughs> they go, oh, oh, he's on that kick again, you know. Like I do it on stage sometimes, right. you know. I'll, I'll, I'll jump into it, you know. But you'd be surprised that I, I'm not really surprised. But there are people out there that get it, mm-hmm. you know. Just they need it. There's some people yeah. out there they need it. They're they're ready for something. It just clicks. They're ready for, and all of a sudden it just it just wakes them up. And then they have to find their way backstage to let me know that that they understood, you know, because the whole thing, like like when I went to prison, it was sad because of the moment is sad when you leave a life and your love and everything mm-hmm. else, and you have to be taken yeah. away taken away to, punitively, like, you know, and, and, it, and it can be sad, it can be all, all sorts of things. But with me, because I was innocent, I was martyring, I was being, mar- being mm. into martyr- martyrdom, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was being martyred, so it was like, it was like an honor, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking, okay, yeah. this is kind of cool. And the first day I was in there, uh, all I did was take pictures with inmates. Really? Well, take pictures, man. Yeah, yeah, pictures. Man. So I'm, I'm posing pictures. <laughs> and the clouds, the first night, the clouds were so beautiful. They were like uh, pink, pink over, over the, the prison. We're in the desert in, in, in Taft. And, and there were pink, big, fat pink clouds. And I never really noticed them before because I was my eyes were down here, so I'm looking up there, and they were kept saying, uh, "Tommy, <laughs> look down here." I looked down and be looking up, and then I realized how special my prison stay was being because mm-hmm. these, these are signs that right. you get. You know, yeah. you get signs, and and that was that was uh, I, I got a ton of the signs. And one of the things we did in prison, I started. Looking at every... Um, so you sun- didn't need a squirrel master in prison. <laughs> Funny thing, you know what we did? We fed the squirrels, the ground squirrels. Oh, really? There were so many. And because the food's so lousy, the prisoners, one of the, the fun things to do is take your food and feed it to the, to the ground squirrels. Everybody prospered. The hawks were up there. Sitting there watching their <laughs> watching their meals getting fattened and fattened, and they're they're sitting on the light standard watching there, and they get their eye on the the big fat one. There was one guy. Uh, what would we call? Oh, I forget what we called him, but he was. You could train him to come up your leg to eat the food. Oh wow! And they and they he couldn't get in his hole because he got too fat to to get back in his hole. Really, <laughs> and so the hawks got him and took him up to the to the nest in the light tower. No, and the bikers, all the biker gangs there, a lot of them were electricians, and so they worked the light tower, and and they they told us uh, they found uh, what, what do we call him, Mister? 
forget what we call it. Anyway, they found the big fat one up there, mm-hmm. up there in the light tower. And one of the, one of the, wasn't the biker, it was a prisoner, old prisoner. He goes, ain't no way in hell that squirrel climbed up that ladder. <laughs> That was just one moment. That prison was filled with those moments. I was in a movie, man, that was like unbelievable. I mean, there was one, Big John, he was a lawyer with an eating problem. (laughs) And he wouldn't eat in the mess hall or where everybody else ate. But there was a television room that was on 24 hours, like all night. He would get a suitcase or a couple of bags full of uh, burritos, <laughs> bags full, and go in there and eat all night. Really? Eat one after another. That's eat all night. That was like me last night. You did that? No, I t- we, 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 we went pretty hard. We, we, we had a lot of, we did about five interviews yesterday, and we got a, didn't eat much, and so we went up for late night burritos, and I had two just... Too. It, it was. It was a. Uh, we had a, a heartburn over there. I, I. I had a. We had a private chef. Oh wow. Woo. Yeah. We through the hierarchy. I was part of it. And what what it was? It was. He's a golf caddy. He's out now. He's a golf caddy, and he got busted for. It was a bullshit bust like mine. He was a, a user, and and the dealer that he bought it from. Was got busted, and they told her that if you want some, if you don't want to do twenty years, give us a name. And so she gave him Eric's name, and Eric was just a user. So he fought it, and he lost, and they gave him fourteen years. Jesus, for just using. But the good news was that he got a couple of degrees. He's smart. He he went to school. You know, got a couple of degrees in, in in. gardening you know for uh, mm-hmm. golf courses and like he, he, he he's so qualified anyway mm-hmm. and so he he had a garden there and all the food that was grown in the garden was given to the food bank not not the prisoners except for what he his own personal use and so if you were in the in the, the the car as we called a group of us then uh, you got to eat that fresh garden. Oh, nice! Every night, every night. we had a gourmet gourmet meal every night. Wow! And like he he made me a burrito that was that big around, and I thought I'd just take my half and then pass it to the you know like you do. Yeah. Uh, no, that's yours, dude. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's yours. And I said, how can I eat? I ate every bit of it. Man. <laughs> Peppers, he had these peppers that he grew. It was so good. The food was incredible. Cook, and the only thing, the the only rule we had was that uh, if you were the new guy, you had to wash the dishes. But he cooked. He 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 spent two hours, three hours sometimes cooking every day, and that that was the kind of. Uh, and then he had his own. Uh, you know, cubicle way way in the back. It was a, like a, a dormitory, right? And we had cubicles, and I was I had waterfront property, which I liked because I'm an old guy. You know, <laughs> close to the bathroom. And that's <laughs> oh, what they that's call. Great. That's called waterfront. Did did uh, did you say something maybe at that event that you you, were, you roomed with like a Bernie Madoff type or something like that? No, it was uh, Jordan Belford. Jordan Belford. Uh, the Wolf of Wall Street. Right, right, oh, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, right, he was my cellie. Well, they put celebrities in together with themselves with what? each other. And so I had uh, Jordan Belford as my. Uh, was he cool? My, yeah, very cool. Very yeah. cool. We're still friends. We're friends. Really? Oh yeah. I was writing a book, and so he said, "What are you doing?" You know, every he was play tennis every day, and he came in. So what you up to? And I said, "Still writing my book." He said, "I'm going to write a book." So he started writing. He wrote a few pages, and he handed it to me. He said, "What do you think of this?" And I read it. And what he did, he was a thief, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he stole. Tom Wolf, <laughs> Bonfires of the Vanities. Yeah, he almost stole the whole, the whole, the whole premise, the whole premise, the whole the, the writing style. Wow! So he wrote it down, and I looked at it. And I said, "You haven't written shit, man." Handed it back to him. I said, "Dang, that ain't nothing." 
Mm-hmm. And so he got a little humble. He goes, so what should I write? And I says, write the stories that you've been telling me every night. That's what you write. Write what you know. You know, don't copy. Yeah. Write from your soul, from your heart. I said, you know this shit, so that's what you write. And that was all I told him. I, I, I give him the most of rule. Like, if you're going to get high, you're not just going to get a little high. You're going to get so high that everybody's going to come to see that movie because he can't believe anybody got that high. Yeah. But he actually did. Right. And so if you're going to buy a boat, maybe it's the biggest boat. You know what I mean? It's got to be the biggest. Mm-hmm. It's got to be the best if you're going to write about it. And he followed that rule. And next thing you know, he's out in front of my house peeping and swearing because we weren't allowed to communicate because we were both on probation. He goes, hey, I sold the, I sold the book to, the, to Martin Scorsese. We're making a movie. Yeah. <laughs> he yelled it from the street? Really? He Martin yelled it. Sword. He's yelling it to him, you know, out in front of my house, yelling it. I'm on the balcony. He goes, hey, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking way, dude. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Then I got a ton of interviews. People ask me. Did Jordan, you help Jordan Belfort? What's he like? All that, yeah. He got kicked out of our food uh, comp- uh, gang because he wouldn't wash the dishes. Really? You know, he'd hire someone to wash the dishes. No way. And that. Well, I, I guess, yeah, wait. Yeah, it's, yeah, it yeah. seems pretty par for the course. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so. But no, we're we're still friends. I mean, he's st- he's got his life, you know, and our lives. Every once in a while, his buddy visiting you know would call shelby and say do you want to fly up in our private plane to taff you know and shelby no no she said no no she'll drive up there but yeah yeah it was uh yeah prison turned out to be for me uh a religious i, I turned it into a religious retreat because i ended up in the the native grounds mm-hmm. they have indian grounds there where they had a sw- sweat lodge mm-hmm. And a little little sanctuary, mm-hmm. and the birds and the bees, and all the animals knew it was a sanctuary, because mm-hmm. there'd be snakes and all sorts of wild animals come and just hang out. Was was, was that before? Was prison before or after seventy show? During. During. Right in the middle. Mm-hmm. They were coming into their. We had finished fourth season. We're coming into the fifth season. And they wanted to sign me, and I, I and I told my agent, I said, I'm, I want more money, you know, this ain't shit, you know, because they're really featuring me a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the seventy show said no. Really? Yeah. So so they wrote me out of the show, and then I went to jail. <laughs> yeah. And then I got out of jail, and they wrote me back in the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, that that's 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 smart of you. Like that that was the hook. I remember amongst my friends, like that you were in it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that's what yeah. kind of probably got the older like stoners kind of to watch it as well. You know. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. Uh, and it was my character. You know. Yeah. You know, I kept my character. I mean, that was the only thing. You know, I I talk about it on stage and all that. That when they sent me the little marijuana circle, I could I realized I could do this show without compromising my integrity. Digging cheats, you know. Because he's talking about how many movies he's been in. Really yeah. I've been in one, the 70s show. <laughs> so I got Cheech on that one. But no, the 70s show was great. And then it ended nice. And you know, that whole era was, was very special. Yeah. Again, you know, it, it, because we're, we were selling a healthy lifestyle. Right. When you hmm. think of it. Yeah. Know, the, the weed, the healthy true. lifestyle. Yeah. Very yeah. true. Yeah. And that's why bars are, are literally closing. You know, liquor stores are closing. Yeah. You look at the you, you look at the empty buildings, fitness centers, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, karate studios, health, health. Yeah. Everywhere you go, health, yeah. health. People realizing that hey, if you're going to spend your money or put something in your body, make sure it's going to do you some good. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 and and that's what's with, with the pot, you know. And people ask me all the time, you know, because I, I had a, two serious bouts with cancer. Yeah. You know, I had prostate and then I had rectal, and uh, I'm I'm not saying that pot cured necessarily cured. 
But what it did, it gave me the state of mind mm -hmm. that I need to be in. Mm. And to enable yourself to heal. En enable the, the body's uh, mm -hmm. immune system. See, when the immune system gets overloaded, it can't function. It, it won't function. And when you eat wrong, it overloads the immune system. Right. When you treat your body with a lot of stress, it overloads the immune system. That's why, you, you, and you get little signs, you get little colds, you get, you know, coughs, you get little things, headaches, stuff like that. But if you combine, uh, you know, a healthy diet, good, a lot of sleep. That's one thing in prison, man. Oh, I slept like a baby there. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that you make... It's, you make prison sound so great. Yeah. I'm telling you. I can't wait to go to prison. The, it, I told you. You're the first person out of, I, I swear I don't have many friends that have been in, but out of all the friends I have that have been in, the first one to say, man, the food was great. Yeah. We had a great food. It's just blowing my mind right now. I know. I know. Well, I met all these great people, and then they treated me. Everybody. The warden, everybody. When they tried to catch us, like in the garden, you know, they do a surprise visit. And when they did a surprise visit on a sweat lodge, now when you're in a sweat lodge, you're butt naked except for your shorts. Yeah. And you're sweating. There's a rocks heated there. There's nothing can go on. And so one time, just to show off, you know, they, all right, everybody out. And so we got out. And, and what's your name? And where do you, you know, your name is cereal, almost like that. And so, so, so we're all, you know, we're, we're spiritual, you know, we're loving everything and everybody, including the guards. Yeah. And so, sure, my name's Tommy and Chong, and, you know, and this is my number, and, uh, yeah. Anything, would you like to join us? <laughs> I, I got so, they, they got, I got so, they got so used to me that I was making... The, the head of the gardening guy, Mr. Ono was his name, Japanese guy. And he could be, he can get strict with the guys, you know, they're doing something wrong. But for the most part, he, he, he liked me and I liked him. And so he found this big hunk of clay when they're digging the gardens, this big, pure clay. So he took it over and, and I had a little station out in the middle of the garden, a little, little desk, and, you know, a little workbench. And so he brought the clay over there. And so I started making bongs. What? Really? <laughs> clay bongs. And I made a couple. And they looked pretty nice. They looked like little sake glasses, sure. you know, sake yeah, bottles. Yeah, yeah. So I made them, made the bongs. I didn't put any, um, stems. any stems or anything in there, so I didn't want to get too... But it, that's what I had in mind. But I wanted to fire them up, you know. The, and I heard that from the grapevine, they said that there was a kiln in the warehouse, but the warden had ordered it to be stored instead of used because the people that or ordered the kiln, they, they got, you know, they left, and so there was no one there. And so they turned the, the pottery room into a guitar room where all the guitars wow. players were there, yeah, and, the, and a, like a music room. And so, but I heard about that kiln, so I, I went... I wanted to meet the warden, and I heard, you know, once you get in there, you, you know what's going on because the prisons, prisoners run the whole place. Mm -hmm. And so the guy told me, well, the warden comes down and gets his car gassed every, every other day anyway. And so I, I knew he was down there, so I went down to meet him. And uh, I, I introduced myself to him, and he, and he literally wiped his hand off to shake my hand. He goes... Oh, you're oh yeah, you're the famous one. Uh, 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 yes, how are you? <laughs> and, and he was like a fan. He was like wow. And because his job was with the main prison, and I was in a camp in the back, and so his job was like really gnarly because the main prison had you know all the illegals that were sneaking in and you know hardcore, and and the camp was just like old guys and lawyers and you know and and you know white collar people. And so when he met me, he was quite impressed because I was such a famous guy, and he shakes my hand. And so I, and so I thought, oh, this is going to be good. So I asked him about the kiln, and he gave me the old word, and, oh, we'll look into it. We'll, hey, oh, yeah. Not going to get it, not a way. So what I did, I said, 
I realized we build bonfires in the in the on the Indian grounds, you know, to heat up the stones. And they had a little little uh, little oven where they boil the tea, you know, make toast. And so I took that little area there and I built a kiln around it because I had all the clay and the and the and the sand was clay. You mix it with water and uh, and and grass, and you got you, you got. You, you made know, your own kiln. Order. So I, I, I made literally made a kiln. So you could make bongs in prison. That's so amazing. I could make a bong in prison. Wow. But the thing is, you had to fire it up. That was the only thing. You had to get the fire hot enough. And so I found railroad ties. And so I, we hauled the railroad. Where were you finding all this? Just, just around the prison. You know, just, because when you got a place like that, there's a lot of construction stuff, you know, stuck here, stuck mm. there. You know, there's a, there was a metal shop, you know, because it, it's a city. And so they got to keep the metal shop going. They got to do, fix mm-hmm. this and that and everything else. And so they have stock. They have a like a tool area where you get your tools. You can check out tools. And I had saws. I had hammers. I had anything I wanted, you know, because I knew the guy. You know, they all knew me. And so I, with that, I, you know, I had everything and the shovels and 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 uh, wheelbarrows. And so I, I made a kiln, mixed the. the the adobe, it was an adobe kiln. It was, it was That's nice amazing. looking. It was nice looking. It had the chimney and everything. And then I had to figure out how to fire it. And so they told me that every the prison goes like half staff on the weekends, you know, especially Sunday. There's hardly anybody there, you know, just skeleton staff. And they don't look out the window. They're just in their area. And so I had the Indian grounds was facing away from the prison. So I had the, I fired up the kiln, um, like Friday night, and it went to Sunday. The fire went to Sunday. And at night it was glowing. <laughs> it was beautiful. Wow. It was glowing. It, but none of the guards looked out. And if they looked out, it was, so what? You know? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it was just a, a kiln. No. And I had my, my pots in there, and I fired them up, but couldn't get it hot enough. Couldn't get it hot enough, so. But it was fun building the kiln. And then the, the warden and everybody, not the warden, but the camp supervisor, he'd stand a distance from me, because he, 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 he didn't, <laughs> he, he wanted to hate me, but there was no reason to. And so they had a Christmas show, and they wanted me to perform. And I thought about it. And then I thought, no, I'm not going to do that. For a couple of reasons. Number one, there's kids that wanted to perform, and that's their show. Yeah. Uh, There was no reason for me to perform, you know. If... Someone was there, the press was there, something like that, I would have. But to perform for a warden that's sitting there waiting for you to say something wrong or something yeah, bad yeah. or give you an idea to, to, to put you in the hole, you know, be subversive, any of that, you know. Or, you know, and, and with me, I couldn't, I probably would have told him to go fuck himself or something. You know, something, I couldn't trust myself. And so I just never did the Christmas show. But he, he came in and he put his hat over his eyes like he's going to disappear. <laughs> he put his hat over his eyes and sat in the back. Every, every con in the joint looking at him. Hey, look at this idiot. <laughs> what the fuck? Now you did all your time in Taft? In Taft, yeah. It's funny. You, you're probably the only human being I've ever heard or ever will hear say, they invited me in their private plane to Taft. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have two cousins from Taft, man. I Wow. Yeah. I know all about Taft. You do? Oh, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It, outside of Bakersfield. I don't know if you know about Bakersfield, but it's, uh, not t- but it's outside of it. <laughs> you, know what I mean? but you know what I mean? I, I don't have to tell you, but yeah. yeah. Oh, there's wow. some it's rough great stories. That's a great story. Because it was originally a, a, a woman's prison, and so, but they couldn't get enough women. You know, and so they needed this this camp 
Mm-hmm. And so they just transported people to the camp. But, the camp was supposed to be for women, and right. the hardcore is for hardcore well, people. Well, maybe we need women to step it up with crime a little bit. <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't have these problems. You know, come on, come on ladies. Going, I mean, you got to do your part, too. It can't be us holding it down for crime alone. That's right. That's, <laughs> you guys got to get on your job. Yeah. And so the, 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 the camp was originally <laughs> built for women, which so you had doors on the stalls, the shower stalls. And the the shitters, they all had doors. In most prisons, they don't. No way, yeah, because you could hide This had doors. Uh, the shower, we had our own water tank, so we could take unlimited showers. Wow. You what? Could, you could go 45 minutes if you wanted, wow. an hour. You could stay in the shower. Unlimited water. What? And, yeah. And, the most unique And, and one of the, the, the dorms had a competition going. The cleanest dorm got... Some got to go to the mess hall first, or some some little thing, and you got popcorn and what? and soda pop, you know, given to you, and and so these little perks, you know, when you're there, you know, doing time, Not it, it means something, <laughs> and so, so they would clean, they would literally hose down the bathroom, so the bathrooms were immaculate, everything was immaculate, super clean, super clean, because that's all they had to do. You know, just, Hose it down and clean it up. There was there, there's no conflict really going on, right? It was just none, kind of, yeah, none yeah, because yeah. you don't want to mess up there. You mess up there, you end up in the, yeah. in the hardcore prisons, you know. And that, Let's you don't keep want it clean here, guys. Yeah, right? so you want to, keep yeah, trouble free. And so when they first opened the prison, they 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 like most governments and that they never had anything planned, and so the prisons prisoners themselves they they had they took over everything. In the beginning, and and they, the first thing they did, they all got the their the best cells that they could get, you know, overlooking, you know, with views and that. And then the second thing they did was order barbecue pits for outside the bar the dorms, so they could barbecue their food. The third thing they did was order the food, because nothing was ordered, and so they had to put all this order in, and so they got all these things. That's where the kiln came from. Because they, they obviously ordered the kiln too, and so they, the prisoners were, and they used to have weekend excursions because the way they counted, because it was a dorm, and the highest what? bunk you could, there was a little uh, like a six foot brick wall, but the top bunk was level for the for the top, and so someone could literally follow, you know, be counted in one room. Follow, jump over, run down, jump on another bed, jump on another bed, and get counted again. And so, in other words, they could fix the count so that prisoners could leave for the weekend. And so they would they would leave for the weekend, meet their people, you know, in a motel or on the road, and and they get picked up and they go for their weekend excursion and come back and then sneak back into the prison. And they did that for a couple of years. And then, and then they found out about it, you know. Right. And they, you know, and then then it got too crazy, you know. One one kid <laughs> he was retarded and he was from uh Baldwin Hills kind of thing, you know, that area. And he, he he didn't know why he was in there. He was waiting for his grandma to come and pick him up. And so one night he went walking, and he saw the lights of Bakersfield. So he went walking toward the lights, and there was a big viaduct in between, you know, big water viaduct, you know. And so they don't know how he did it, but he got across. He swam across or something, and he had his shoes around his neck. And the highway patrol picked him up hitchhiking on the, on the, on the, with the shoes around his neck and that. And they said, where are you going, son? He said, I'm going to go to my grandma's. Well, where, where's your grandma? Well, she's in L.A. Oh, well, we can drive you up to the grapevine. No, they did not. Uh, we'll drive you up to the grapevine. You can catch a bus there. And so they drove him up to the grapevine, let him off come back because they didn't know he was gone see and so then when they come back then they did the count they found out he's missing 
give that guy a ride. <laughs> yeah, so they got on the thing and they, and they went up to the grapevine and he was still waiting for the bus. <laughs> That's the bright end of a movie. Oh. That is <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah. out of a movie. That's yeah. one story. There's zillions of them. That's insane. Like that. Wow. Like that. Oh, it was. Wow. You talk about an incredible experience. I was talking to, like, they had a pool room there. And in the entrance to the pool room was a nice sound. It was a nice echoey sound, uh, perfect sound studio, you know. And so I would take my guitar and I'd sit in the in the, in that entrance and, and play play guitar and sing. And and uh, then I had a, an, uh, another blind gypsy named Steve, who was an Elvis Presley impersonator as well, a blind guy, but he was a gypsy. He was in there for doing gypsy stuff. Right. And he would sing with me. And then there was one guy who used to stand and watch me all the time, watch us all the time. And then one day he talked to me, and he told me a story. He was a ranger from Vietnam, and his job was to go behind the lines and kill as many Viet Cong as he could. And then he'd cut off their ear and then make a necklace of it. And, and and wear the necklace with the ear, ears on it. And so he got caught by the Viet Cong. And the necklaces saved his life because they didn't want to kill him right away. They wanted this guy to suffer. And so they put him in a, you know, that um, prison, you know, where it's in the water. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, I've seen Rambo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. They, put him, they put him in that yeah. prison, but he escaped. And he got away, and he got back to the lines. Then he got in trouble, and he ended up... I think he got in trouble. He was smuggling uh, pot from uh, Thailand. Oh, wow. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, Taft, they used to do a skydiving exhibition. Yeah. Right by the prison, and you could look up. It was... We had entertainment every every day. Wow. Some kind of entertainment. That know? area is interesting. That's where... Uh there was some uh, internment camps in that area. They, they don't. Oh, they no longer. The stand. Japanese, yeah. Mm-hmm. They no longer stand. They tore them down, which is, yeah, tragedy. There is also uh, Baker's, Bakersfield right there. The the Buck Owens Theater. Yeah, a lot of famous places. Buck Owens, the great guitarist. Yeah, you yeah. Be familiar with. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm gonna see in the there. movies. I'm gonna mm. make a big star out of you. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, what was it? American Graffiti's Bakersfield, right? Yeah. 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 Or based yeah. off Bakersfield. Or, yeah, so there's a, a lot of history in that little yeah. area. One stoplight in Taft. Yeah, the Taft, <laughs> man. It was, uh, the prison was, was their, you know, savior. They, that, wow. give everybody work there. It was know? the industry yeah. of the town and that and oil. Yeah, yeah the, the whole area is very interesting. Mm-hmm. You know? The oil, it was the oil that's where they discovered oil. And, and back in the day, they didn't have any way to, to capture it. They would find the oil, it would explode, and then it would just fall on the ground. And so what they did, they dug trenches. Then they dug a lake. And then all the oil went into the lake. And then they would scoop it up barrels, and put it in barrels, and scoop it up. And then they would ship the barrels to L.A. And, and then, wow. then wherever, you know, to the refineries. Mm-hmm. And so what they did... That's where the prison's built on, where that wow. lake used to be. <clears throat> hey. So it's a toxic, uh, yeah, cancerous place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's nuts. It's been well, it's been well documented. But you, the way you got there in the first place was was, was a loophole through sending sending bongs over a state line that wasn't supposed to have bongs or something like that. Right? No, it, it really what it was was uh, there was a paraphernalia law that was written okay. by Joe Biden. Oh, yeah? Uh, really? Yeah. And it was on the war in drugs during that era. And they wanted to close all the loopholes so they could arrest you for paraphernalia, drug mm-hmm. paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. And what it, our, our thing was that when they tried to, you know, when they tried to bust us, they had to entrap us because we had a, a rule at the bond company that we wouldn't ship to... Uh, to uh, Pennsylvania because that was where the home of the DEA. Mm-hmm. And so I feel they embedded one of their agents into our company and then the, he shipped it. Wow. To, wow. To, yeah. 
Full yeah, because scale. our, you know, we had a, there was a turnover, like any company, you have turnovers, you know, in the mailroom, and, and that's, that's the way I feel it happened, because we, but the evidence against me, they, 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 were, they had taped people, uh, you know, it was the cops taping our guys saying, uh, we can't send the bongs there, I'm sorry, sir, you're, you're not, you're on a, a no-send list, you know, nothing we can do about it. And so, so they sh- they came to our company personally, and see see we're cool, you know, you can send it to us, and anyway, it got sent, and and we violated a mails, going through the mails, and that's why it made it federal, man. And it was very chicken shit, you know, and I could have beat it, but I would have paid a price, you know. Right. They would have went after my son, who's who really was the company CEO. And they would have went after my wife, who signed the check to get the company going. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, I, I, it was my destiny. You know, mm-hmm. it was all my life. I've been around people that just got out of jail. You know, I would meet them, and they would have nowhere to stay, and so they'd come home with me. And my mom was very cool. My dad was cool, and they would, and the ex-prisoners made the best. Uh, uh, tenants <laughs> because they cleaned up after themselves. Right, right. <laughs> they were sober. <laughs> you know, they yeah. pay their rent. You know, they were the best people because they were they were already trained. Yeah, <laughs> right. And didn't want to go back. Yeah. Well, some did. Most didn't. A lot of them did want to go back. Little French guys stayed with me for a while. Little Frenchy, and he used to tell me about the the prison show, the Christmas show. And glowing de- de- details because he was a tap dancer. And when I, I was going to school at the time, I was in high school, and so I'd be invited to a party, and so I'd say, Frenchie, you want to come? He, oh, yeah, okay. And so I'd phone the girl and say, uh, would you like some entertainment at your party? And, oh, yeah, okay. And so he'd bring his little uh, tape recorder <laughs> or a little record player like that and put on his tap record and tap down the stairs and really do a little tap dance no way everybody be clapping oh yeah that's amazing but he 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 went back to jail because i guess he was gay or bi because uh his mo was to dress up as a woman and rob banks <laughs> so so around christmas time just before the christmas show dressed up like a woman robbed a bank come home gave my i wasn't living there then Came home, give my mother uh, the rent of the money, <laughs> and then the cops got him back to jail. Dang. Yeah. At least you got that rent first. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was just one. There was a couple. Another guy, Erwin uh, uh, McCann. Was he the first? I think he was the first guy. Yeah, I was young. I was barely at a, I was still in grade, you know, grade nine, I think, when I met Erwin. But he gave me a tattoo here. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Homemade tattoo. Yeah. And so I, uh, I was at a, in a radio station somewhere, and uh, some biker, he looks at that tattoo, he goes, that's a white supremacy tattoo. No. What? <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> he was a white supremacist that gave me the tattoo. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I had no idea. I was 15 years old. What? Yeah. Wow. yeah. Did you ever get any shit for it? Is that the only time it's ever No, no, just, it was like, oh, by the way, <laughs> that's a white supremacy tattoo. Yeah, wow. No. Do you still, uh, do you still, get play, do you still play at home and stuff like that? Do you still play music much? Oh, yeah. We're on the road, too. We play. Oh yeah! Oh, you're playing yeah, on the Chichen, road. Chichen, yeah, we got a whole show. Well, you guys are doing your songs. Like. Yeah, we do a show. Cool. We got a little medley air, uh, time in our show, and then I, then I do blind melon chillin still. And do you write on the road at all? Write any music on the road? Uh, yeah, Sitting once in a, a while or something. Really, writing is it's a chore. Yeah, it's a chore. We got to have a reason to, and then yeah. once you get a reason, I'm, I'm up for it. My my son, uh, youngest son, you know, he got a degree in. Uh, music from in boulder but i'm i'm sending him back to get to get into composing amazing yeah because he's 
He's my last. Here. He's my last hope. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, he needs a job, and so I'm going to send his ass back to school and get a, cool. a degree in composing. Wow! Because then, he, then, then I'll be able to put music to my words. You know, I'm a, more of a poet than than a oh, yeah? than a songster. You know. Huh. Yeah, I can. I can. You know. Get get it out if I have to. Like like we do a couple of my mm-hmm. songs on the show now. Mm-hmm. You know, there's one called uh, "Get It Legal," and then, and then it's it's legal. Yeah. And so so we change the words to "We Got It Legal." <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's you guys great. certainly played a huge part in it. Do you, do you do you still smoke every day? Do you, or do you, do you? Yeah. Well, on my app. Yeah. When I when I go on my app, I usually just light up. So we can just hang out with it, you on the app. And I got a lot you. of uh, weed in, on my desk, and then I'll pick out a, a little bit of weed. And I got a couple, of, and, and I make pipes, like I said. Yeah. But I, I can't sell them yet because it's still, you know, I, I, it's still illegal for me because oh, because uh, you know right? I, I just you know they let me out, but I signed a thing saying that <clears throat> that. You know, I was guilty of making bongs, <laughs> and so I'm making bongs. But I, I, I I'm gonna probably give them away on my app. I was thinking about. Oh, that. that's a good That'd idea. That'd be cool. I'll give them away. You know, for for people to subscribe. And who's not gonna want it? Yeah, people. That's I'll yeah. subscribe what, what, today. What, what, what kind of pipes are you making? <laughs> I'm gonna subscribe today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna subscribe too. What kind of pipes are you making? Well, I make these. These are called not a pipes. What? This is out of. Um, a mastodon tusk, really? Which is ivory, yeah. but it's eleven million years old. So right, we're not, a, we're not far hurting different anybody. Than, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, exactly. I, I found a chunk in uh, in uh, Anchorage, Alaska. Wow. In fact, they got a big tusk up there that I'm going to eventually go up there and buy. Wow. Uh, and then I make kombucha bottles, uh, bongs out of kombucha bottles. How interesting! Because so I, I love the bottle. I love the bottle. And then I realized, um, a friend of mine once time, one time we needed a pipe, so we went to Home Depot, and we got uh, fixtures, gas fixtures, and, and hoses, and plastic hoses, and everything. And next thing you know, we had a, had a pipe. And so I used the same theory, and I, I, I used gas uh, fixtures for the bowl. And then it, I, I either use a, a, like a stopper that goes underneath the tables, you know, those rubber stoppers that keep mm. them from right. scratching the floor. They make, then what I do, I turn them over and I put a hole in and put the bowl in there and the plastic tubing on the bowl and then another hole for the, for the tube and it sits on top and uh, you got a bong. And I'm going to decorate it. I, 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 my dad always had a thing called one of these days. In fact, I'm going to call my production call company one of these days, <laughs> because that's the way I am too. I I got that from him too. <laughs> one of these days, son, we're gonna we're gonna do stuff. Projects. <laughs> What's the app called? Just Tommy Chong. The Tommy Chong app. Yeah. Yeah. Here, I'll show it to you. That's available on I like on everything. Let's download it. I think it's. Yeah. Uh, Everybody listening, get out your phones. There, yeah, see, download Tommy, Tommy Chong. Chong. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, we're gonna do it right here, right now. Yeah, see if I can. Let's see, I can't get on. Oh, maybe I can. I got it right here. Get. I am. Uh, see, I put it on. So, so, I'm so installing right. the Tommy Chong app as we speak. Oh, okay. Pretty cool. I'm warming up now. I may take. Too. Oh, now I'm live. Okay, Tommy Chong is live now. Oh, so you... Oh, Whoa! <laughs> What's yeah. up? Hi. The Tommy Chong app. What's up? This is crazy. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. What? Hey, who are you guys? We are... Hi, I'm Ephraim, and this is Ben. Yeah, we are the Get uh, Into the Weeds podcast. Follow us at Get Into the Weeds on Instagram and everything, really. Yeah, www.getintotheweeds.com. We're on, we're on Tommy Chong's app. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're on the app. Hey, oh, look at them all. Look at them all. This They're all, all my life. people. Rhonda, Rory. Hey, Rhonda and Rory. Uh, you guys got sound? 
because that's a big problem sometimes. We, we don't have sound. And they'll tell me in a minute, do we have sound yet? Um, well, we have sound in that podcast. I don't know if you do. So we'll, we'll see if, if this got done. Wow. Oh, yes, we can hear your, we can hear your friends. Cool. Hello. How did that happen? They're all saying hello. Yes, we hear you. Sandy Bomar, Deanna Guerrero. <laughs> yeah, this is my, my app. What's <laughs> I, this is totally surreal. Now, these guys are Canadians. Okay. I'm, I'm oh. Canadian. Here's a Canadian. I'm Canadian right here. And he's Californian. Mexican. Mexican. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Mexican. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're a couple of... Uh, Big fan of your country. Been there many times. I love Canada. <laughs> well, she's, th- th- this is all over. Oh. These are, they're, they're, they, uh, I get guys from Thailand. Oh, cool. Australia. Everybody. Australia. They, they come on there. Yeah, they're back. my friends, and what I do, I, 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 I kind of trip off, smoke, like I say, smoke up uh, yeah. the local bud, and then we talk about, or I talk about what, what what's, what's going mind? on, what's on my mind, you know, and everything. That's cool. I'm going to be tuning into that. <laughs> okay, listen, I'm going to sign off because i got to sign this one off. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, then wow. I'll, 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 I'll get back on later on today. See you guys today. later. Yes. Bye, guys. Uh, Getintheweeds.com. Sorry Woo! for the selfless plug. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's cool. Whoa. Holy moly. That, that, that just happened. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. That's phenomenal. So Chong's choice is killing it. We, have, we should get wrapping this up. I don't want to take up more of your time. We've already yeah. way more than I... We could talk to you forever. You've been more than generous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We could seriously talk to you all night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man. <clears throat> Oh, well, usually wow. I, I go until someone tells, drags me out of the place, you know, and it's usually my son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We invited Paris to come on, too, because we thought it would be a, a great story uh, hearing him, so maybe we'll have to have him on next time. Well, he, like he, he's a little shy, Is he? but he's got stuff to do. No, he found out, you know, that uh, it's tough. To, to follow me, you know. Because, oh, fuck yeah. Because yeah. I got too many stories and too many, yeah. too many things. But it's been fun, man. I really enjoy this. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. I, 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 I got to say I'm nerding out because I, I, I did... I first heard you on the Dr. Demento radio show. Sure. Mama, mama, cita donde esta Santa Claus? The vato with the bony knees. He's coming down the street with no shoes on his feet. Dude, I, you know, all those bits from Dr. Demento. And from then on, it was over. It was just so I Help me, man, I'm writing a song. Help me, man, I'm writing a song about Christmas. I'm recording that off of Dr. Demento, and it changed my life, man. And here I Isn't am funny? sitting with you. Did Whoa. you know that was a... What? That was a one take. Show. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> one take. All my bandmates would be, are, they're going to be so jealous when, when, we had, when we had to perform, perform it. This show now is the first time that we did anything from the records because we always had a live show. Yeah. And then we'd had a record show, and so we never bothered. We tried once in a while, like, we'd get a hit with Sister Mary Oliphant. We had Sister for a while. Blind Melon Chillin, he's grown strong. Cheech didn't recognize Blind when he came back after being gone 20 years. Right. Because Blind never used to speak. He was he was so drunk, he, he could only... <laughs> <laughs> he could only be funny. And so I would kill, but not talk, not sing or nothing. And just, like I, I, I'd pretend, you know, I'd lose my harmonica and I go there. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so funny. And so when Cheech got back, he was, he was expecting that blind. But he had been gone for so long that blind got sober Blind been in rehab. Oh wow! Blind became a pretty solid guitar player and songwriter, and and so he he's evolved. Blind, yeah, lock and change in twenty years. The new right? Blind, yeah, yeah, he he's sober. And now now I do a bit like the first bit I do it like Blind. Uh, I, I sing this old blues. I'm Blind Melon Chillin. Used to drink four quarts of whiskey every day. Then I. Then I, I repeat that song, and then <laughs> then then I go. Then I start pissing blood in the morning, so I stop that shit right away. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> now all I do is smoke my reefer and get a high as a motherfucker every day. <laughs> and so, and then I play some blues, and, and I kick ass, you know, because I got an audience. Right. And and 
They're ready. And so when you hit them with that, you know, then now all of a sudden I am Blind Melon Chitlin, the singer. Wow. And, oh, man. The other night, uh, my wife was sick. She couldn't make the gig. And so Cheech and I took over, and it was like old times, man. Uh, Blind was out there a long time because he had to be. And, and I just went into a whole other world, and it mesmerized Cheech for sure because wow. he's sitting there. Because when you, when you do that, well, you know, when you're playing music, you know, and you get in that, that zone, that zone, yeah. There's no other place like it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you want to stay there as long as You're you living can. living in it, man. But not too long. Yep. You want to stay there just as long as you yeah, can do it. Exactly. And then, boom. Timing is everything. Yeah. I exist 23 hours a day for the one hour. Every night, right? Yeah. Every time when you're on the road, it's yeah. just like, and you're in that hour, you know, yeah. you're just in it. Yeah, and I, don't let me go, don't let me go. I gotta go. You yeah, know, but yeah, that's, that's why it's so good though, because you only get that one, and it's such a release. <laughs> it's such a release. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. Hey, thank Tommy you, Chong, Tommy. Mind Chong. blowing. This has been my. Uh, Thank you so much for telling us how you got into the weeds, man. Yeah. <laughs> wow, fuck. This has been a crazy experience. Um, wow. This episode was Thank presented you. by Potguide and WikiLeaf. Please follow ITW on Twitter and Instagram at Get Into the Weeds. You can follow Ben Rispin at Ben Rispin. You can follow Ephraim Martinez Schulz at F by Stereo. And me, Bubba Nicholson at Bubba Nicholson. ITW's theme music was written by Jacob Bergsma of My Son the Hurricane. Visit them at www.msthofficial.com. Special thanks to our friends at Puff Digital, Program Skate and Sound, and the Slide Bar in Fullerton, Orange County. Sound engineering provided by Roman Marconi at Halo Studios Hamilton. ITW was created by Ben Rispin and is produced by Master Volume.